You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Are you guys that clueless? Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. <laughs> some, some might say... Some might say. That was a good back and forth uh, with Howard Askin. I enjoyed it. Delusion. He's fun. <laughs> he gets the bit. That was your cup of tea, wasn't it? A little bit. <laughs> and I I respect Howard, and uh, I know how to pick at him a little bit. And I, you never want to make it too acrimonious, but you can't get to that guy. You just cannot really get him mad, which is it makes it fun. That clueless? Totally. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I don't, I don't, I don't think he got to us either, did he? No, he didn't get to you, did he? No, I was just using words ah! like the Eagles were reeling, and your, you know, your your cute little running backs, and your your deeply flawed linebacking core. Just little things to pick at him. Well, let's talk about the uh, the plucky, adorable, as you put it, cute little running backs. What was the number uh, uh, rushing yards against the Giants? Two sixty five. Is that uh, what you said? Yeah, two sixty eight was the number. Two sixty eight. Okay. On ninety four carries. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good God! <laughs> Pound uh, the rock. I mean. If that had been Jimmy Garoppolo, what would we be? Oh, he doesn't trust him. He won't let him throw Listen, it. Right? We totally would have. But here's the bottom line. I don't know why. I don't know how. But that wasn't a real playoff game for the Philadelphia Eagles. And that matters. It matters. It doesn't mean they can't beat the 49ers. They can. I'm not here to make. A, you, you, we're not doing four days of woohoo 49ers radio. We're not doing. They might lose this game. They might win it. This is a big heavyweight matchup. But understand, one of the two teams got the appetizer that, in theory, you would need to to go play this game, and one of them didn't. The Philadelphia Eagles have now played in their full total selves. They've played basically one time in the last six Month, weeks. Yeah. Jalen Hurts has been hurt. He's played two games. Both times it was against the Giants. One time it was against the Giants' backups. And the other time it was against the Giants' Giants. And it was a game that clearly the Giants looked like they were just happy to be there. So when you hear Howard or anyone else come down your 49er road and say, well, who have the 49ers played? I'm sorry. Who have the Philadelphia Eagles played? It's a flawed argument. I think it's silly. They're the two best teams. So um, it doesn't matter who they've played. They're clearly the two best teams. But if you want to talk about who comes into this weekend's game in, in a better flow, um, having, of course, uh, been, as you would want to put it, battle-tested. It's the 49ers. Of course it's the 49ers. The Eagles haven't been in a heavyweight bout yet. 49ers just had one. I That's wonder a good if that thing. matters. I, I don't, 
I mean, you could look at that and say, okay, the Niners are battle-tested and they, they've been through a tough game and therefore iron sharpens iron and all the rest of it. But the other side of it is Philadelphia is coming in fresher. They had a week off. And the week before that, when they played the Giants, they didn't have to play everyone because they knew, they knew the game was mostly meaningless in terms of seeding and all the rest of it. And then against the Giants, they, they were able to put that thing into second gear and into cruise control. So is it a benefit that your team was sharpened by a tough matchup? Or is it better that you basically demolished the New York Giants and you didn't have to try? I put both of those things aside, and I would look at the biggest benefit in all this is the fact that Philly was at home, and they get to be at home. And the Niners, for the first time since, I think it's October 24th, are going to travel outside the Pacific time zone. So for the first time in three months, the Niners actually have to go to a different time zone, and they have to go to Philadelphia. So that, for me, is a bigger factor than... You know, tough game, easy game, and all the rest of it. Yeah, except for the idea that it is the first time since October, so therefore it should affect them less. Like, you know, what Dallas just had to go through when right. you're traveling four times in a row, when you're going from Monday to, uh, to to Sunday, while the 49ers had two more days of rest. I think that can affect things a little bit. But, you know, all, all of this stuff, you're right, it may not matter, except for I'll point to specific players, and in this position, a specific player. I do think that aspect of having been in a really difficult game against a really like elite pass rush, I do think that helps Brock Purdy. There, 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 to me, there's no two ways about it. Every experience that he gets is a new one. You know, we talked about, okay, you've won a couple games. Can you win a division game on the road in prime time? Can you do it while you're hurt? Can you win a division? Can you win a playoff game? Can you do it when the lights come on? All right, now, can you do Dallas? Can you do Micah Parsons? And the answer's been yes every time. So I don't know that that means they win this weekend. I just think Brock Purdy is running out of things that he hasn't done. Yeah. And and so to have that experience last weekend can only help this week. This is one of the biggest things that he hasn't done. And obviously the biggest thing that he hasn't done is something that very few quarterbacks have ever done. And he won't have a chance to do that unless he goes to Philadelphia and wins. But he hasn't gone to Philadelphia and won a playoff game. But if you look at the history of the 49ers, the last time that uh, the 49ers in the playoffs went to Philadelphia and won a playoff game, well, it was never, uh, according to my, uh, my research. The last time these two teams met in the playoffs was 1996, 49ers 14, Philadelphia nada at uh, Three Com Park. Steve Young yep, with a nine-yard rush. Jerry Rice on a pass from Steve Young. 14-0. The Niners beat Philly in the wild card round. And other than that, these two teams haven't played in the postseason, going all the way back to, oh, I don't know, the start of forever. So you look at the history of the Niners in Philly, there isn't any. Brock Purdy as a quarterback has never been in a conference championship game. The one thing that I do look at is the experience that the Niners themselves have outside of mm-hmm. Brock Purdy. Now, McCaffrey doesn't have it, but Debo's been in these big games. Kittle's been in there, and Trent Williams has been in there. Defensively, Bosa and Fred Warner, these guys have been in this spot before, so I'm less worried about Brock Purdy going into this big game. 
and on the road. You right, know? Exactly. I, I mean, that, that experience like Lambeau Field last year in the playoffs um, has, has got to help a situation like this. Look, I think both teams are going to come in ready. Both teams are going to come in ultra confident. And, and, and I don't really see either team running away from the other one. Uh, what's the over-under in the game? Like, it, 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 I mean, we could be wrong on this. A lot of us expected a bit of a shootout between the 49ers and Dallas. We got the exact opposite. And I think in that, there's a hidden message, which is in the playoffs, usually when you've got good offense and good defense on the field at the same time, good defense is what wins out. Yeah. And maybe that's the case again this weekend. These are both good defenses again. I think the 49ers is a better defense. I think the Cowboys are even a better defense than the Philadelphia Eagles, but it's a good defense. It's a good defense in a January home playoff game. So, yeah, maybe we're looking at another grinder game, and the, the 49ers have played a ton of those the last five years. Yeah, 40 Six is the number, Mark, and uh, you know I thought that the Dallas Niner game would go under. I had it at twenty four twenty two, which was a barely, slightly make it under kind of game, but it turned out to be a nineteen to twelve, even more of an under. I believe all four games last weekend hit the under uh, as far as the really the total. I think so, if uh, memory serves. Wow, because you know, Philadelphia well, was well, uh, that game was thirty eight to three, right, or thirty eight to seven. Was the final? You know, it was such a it was such a bad game. Seven. I don't even remember what the final. Seven. What was the over under in the in the Chiefs Jaguars game? What was the number? Because they they went to forty seven points. Yeah, it might have been fifty. I, I saw somewhere that all four okay. games went under. I'll have to confirm okay. that. But in yeah, terms no, of, you're probably yeah, right. In you're terms of right. this weekend's game, I think they both go under again. And I don't think that the 49ers are built currently to go out there against this Philadelphia defense and win a big-time shootout. The way Philadelphia can rush the passer, first in the league by far in quarterback sacks against a 49ers offensive line that didn't look great against Dallas for a lot of the game until they changed up their scheme. I, I just wonder about the Niners' ability to really cut it loose and let, and let Brick Par- Brock Purdy Brick party, let Brock Purdy throw it all over the park. <laughs> I was a brick party. Yeah. Uh, some of the Warrior games lately have been a brick party, oh, uh, which is unfortunate. Get into that, yeah, too. Gosh, that one, dude. Have you I unearthed mean, your panic there. meter again, or are we still not, no, we're not worried about no, it? No panic meter. I was just, a, where's my annoyed meter? Because that, we were so in the, just, there's nothing like beating the Cowboys, right? Like, when your season ends, it's one thing, like, for instance, I don't even want to visualize this, but if the Eagles were to win this weekend, that's really disappointing. It's going to be really hard, but it's not as hard as if you had lost to the Cowboys. Let's just be honest. That's, that's the way rivalries work. That's the way sports work. So you're sitting there basking in the glow of this 49er victory over the Cowboys. And what a perfect postgame show to be like, all right, yeah, we got this all set, right? We're going to the Final Four. Let's click on over to the Warriors and watch them beat Kyrie Irving here in the fourth quarter. And I mean, this is a perfect Sunday. This could not have gotten any better. And then to watch that thing just disintegrate. Totally. It was like, what are you doing? What are you what doing, are you, you guys? Doing? What are you doing? What you are you doing? It. Completely. <laughs> Totally. I, I, I was hearing the theme yeah, song. That was Tim a, what Roy are you was doing? my co-pilot as I sat in Levi Stadium traffic. And we didn't talk about it, you and I, because you weren't here yesterday. But that was the single worst traffic day 
in the history of Levi Stadium. Oof. It's been actually documented now. That, that oh, this was, is a documented fact. Yeah, SF Gate. It was a documentation sensation is what it was. <laughs> SF Gate wrote an article. Took me uh, two plus hours to get down there and in and two plus hours to get out and home. And I live about 50 minutes away uh, with no traffic. Damn. So as I got in the car, I thought, oh, that's right. Warriors and Nets. And I was in the same mind space as you. Let's make this a yep. perfect Sunday. Niners over Cowboys. We're all feeling good. There were fireworks in the dirt lot at Levi's. And everybody's bang, bang, Niner gang. And, and the Warriors are up by 17. And then that thing evaporated. Yep. yep. And it was to get to and the whatever psychology this matters for. I don't know. But they, they would have had a winning record. If they had just put the the, the the finishing touches on that game, yeah. and now you got to ramp up the emotion again. You know who's in town tomorrow night. You know who's on their way. Where is Ja? Oh, Here I they come. It. Here they come. The Memphis Grizzlies tomorrow night. So we'll uh, we'll dive into that one for sure because that's always a whole lot of fun. Uh, it'll be good to get the Grizzlies back fighting with the people they're supposed to fight with, and that's the Warriors, not Shannon Sharp. So I'm excited about that at uh, at Chase Center tomorrow night. Yeah, it should be a fun one, and you know maybe it's a palate cleanser. It's either a palate cleanser, like all right, the Warriors can still get up for big games and win big games, or it's another log on the fire of man, this just might not be their year because the way the way you went about losing to Boston, okay, fine, that was a little bit of an odd an odd one. Again, couldn't close it. You couldn't close out Boston. You had the lead. Coffee's for closers. Put down that coffee. All right, Brooklyn. You had Brooklyn down. There was no KD. You had no business losing that game at home. The Warriors don't lose at home. And then you did. So if you come out with another, yep. another loss, it would be very, very bad for, for those of you glass half full guys. Well, right now is a stretch. If you look at the schedule and the time of year, this is a stretch where you'd expect the Warriors to hit the gas a little bit and, and maybe start to uh, to get the, the, the record into the winning side and start to move up in the seedings a little bit. We'll see if they do it. That was a very, very bad start to it. Um, the Road to Glendale is brought to you by the SF Sheriff's Office. Your future begins here. Visit sfsheriff.com to apply today. I got a question for you. I'm checking in last night. Lead story, CBS Sports. Sports.com. And it's like Garoppolo status for this weekend. I'm like, all right, I'll bite. Click. Here we go. <laughs> and and, and the you. headline, the headline is not, the headline is not Jimmy Garoppolo has a chance to serve as the backup quarterback this weekend. It was not that. If it was that, I'd have been like, okay, that's you know, it's at least click worthy. I don't know about lead story, but you click on it and it goes. Jimmy Garoppolo, very unlikely to be active this weekend for the NFC title game. And I go, why are we talking about this? Why is the national media still obsessed with somebody who, by the way, it is, it, like, it is now evident that not only, I know we never say never, he, he should not slash will not play another game for the 49ers. And the 49ers don't want him to come back because that means something bad happened to Brock Purdy. It's as if there are still people out there watching this team and covering this team who think that when Jimmy gets healthy, he'd play. And I'm like, I, someone help me with this. Why is this even... 
on people's minds, what are you missing about what has happened since Brock Purdy came in? Well, you can't lose your job due to injury, Mark. That's what they say. That's the age-old fraudulent adage. But, in fact, you can lose your job to injury, and you have lost your job to injury. It happened to Jimmy last year when uh, he got hurt, and then this year he was hurt, and Trey Lance got the gig, even though Jimmy was healthy in camp. He lost his job, and it was due to injury. Trey Lance was a starter. Then Trey Lance lost his job due to injury, and I know he never was healthy enough to get back and get the job back, but Jimmy took over. And even if Jimmy's able to get healthy for the Super Bowl on February 12th, let's say Jimmy, and according to Cam Inman, Jimmy's getting an X-ray today to, quote, see how things are going. And Kyle Shanahan said he'd be very surprised if he was out there this week. So Jimmy gets an x-ray today, and it's, oh boy, Jimmy's well ahead of schedule. Jimmy would be ready, would be, come February 12th. And if it gets to that point where the Niners win on Sunday and Jimmy is able to be healthy, he might be in uniform, but he would be the backup. Yeah, and now that's a story. That's a story, and actually, with the way this season is gone, I don't think there's a Niner fan out there that can't. It's like, oh, gosh, that's exactly how this will probably end, right? Niners make the Super Bowl, and then at least there's a moment where Brock gets a little stinger or the wind's knocked out of him or something like that. There goes the camera. Oh, holy hell, Jimmy's warming up on the sideline, and you're sitting there going, (laughs) of course this is going to end that way. I could totally see that. That's a story. But telling us that a guy that's not supposed to come back and nobody wants to come back because he's not as good as the guy who is playing is not coming back is not a story. Right. That's, 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 that's not a it's story. It's the epitome of a non-story, actually. You know, the, the fact that something is not going to happen doesn't make it <laughs> a story. And, you know, right. I will say this, and... I hate to put it out into the universe, but it's a fact when it comes to football, injuries happen. Patrick Mahomes is a great example because nobody was thinking about Chad Henney and a potential start in the AFC Championship game, but we don't know if Patrick Mahomes and his high ankle sprain will be ready to go come Sunday afternoon. It might be Chad Henney, 37-year-old Chad Henney, who gets the start in the AFC Championship game. And by the same token, you don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo... Would you know maybe Brock Purdy plays at Philadelphia? He plays well. Niners get the lead, and on the final play that Brock Purdy is on the field, something bad happens. Niners win. Purdy's oh. out for three to four weeks. Well, then what? Then you got to look at Jimmy yep. Garoppolo. Then it's what? reality. Then there, there's absolutely a scenario that heads in that direction. I can't wait for Clear to play uh, tomorrow, right around this time, because my God, I've got multiple Patrick Mahomes questions. If this guy plays and plays well this weekend, then everything I've ever known about a high ankle sprain is not true. Like, if this is what it is reported to be, a high ankle, like a real, like the one that Trent Williams suffered earlier this year, like a real high ankle sprain. Let me tell you something. He's not playing. He's not, like, you can't. Wow. You cannot play eight days later on a legit high ankle sprain, even at the quarterback position. Like, my sense right now 
is that Patrick Mahomes, his whole face is wincing when his foot even touches the ground, let alone walk, let alone run or cut or be mobile within the pocket. I, I, I don't know. And I'm watching the spread fly in the Bengals' direction right now. I don't like something is something is being reported inaccurately. Well, we don't if know. Mahomes Mark. ends up playing in this game. No, you don't know. Nobody knows right now. Even Patrick Mahomes doesn't know how his ankle is going to respond. If there's no chance for Patrick Mahomes to play, then that would already be out there. And the whole idea of a high ankle sprain. It's all varying degrees. Dr. Brian Feely, by the way, joining us tomorrow, cleared to play courtesy of UCSF Health. And Dr. Brian Good. Feely, we will ask him at very deep length, great length, as to the varieties of high ankle sprains. Because a high ankle sprain is not a broken fibula. When you break your fibula, again, even a broken fibula, there are different degrees of, is it a compound fracture? Is it a hairline fracture? Where did you break it? Is it in the middle of the bone? Did you break it near the ankle? Were the ankles also damaged? You don't know how severe the, quote, high ankle sprain is. It's a very general diagnosis in terms of how severe the injury is. And you take, right. the, you take the severity of the injury, that's one part of it, and the second part of it is the most important part, which is pain tolerance. How much pain can he tolerate? Because some people have a higher pain tolerance than others. So if the high ankle sprain is not so severe that no human being could walk on it, then maybe he and the needle can get the pain to a point where he's able to go out there and give it a go. Listen, I'm with you that they can shoot the thing up. I'm just saying, if we're going to use that phrase, high ankle sprain, uh, you can tell me there are varying degrees, and you're right. However, there is no degree of high ankle sprain that has you back in eight days. That's, that's never, ever, ever been a thing where uh, there, there's an actual, like, legitimate, yes, that is a high ankle sprain that has you back in eight days moving around in the pocket and creating more time. Like, could you limp out there? Could you do a, a limp to a three-step drop and try to hit Kelsey four yards in front of you? Yeah, I guess. Phillip Rivers played in an AFC title game on, on a torn ACL once upon a time. Didn't go well. So he may go out there, but the idea, like to me, if this is being reported accurately, there are two possibilities this weekend. One, Mahomes ain't playing. Or two, Mahomes is going to be a mere shadow of himself if he tries to go out there. The, the, the third possibility is that this is not actually a high ankle sprain. Well, and we don't know. We don't know how severe it is. We know that, you know, he is reported to have a high ankle sprain. And you don't know how bad it is. And you don't know how much better it can get between now and Sunday until we get to Sunday. And so there's ways to, to stabilize the ankle. And again, Brock, Dr. Brian Feely tomorrow cleared to play UCSF Health. We'll ask him all these questions in terms of... You know what he can do if he's out there and he's in a limited capacity what can be done to try to offset some of the problems with the high ankle sprain it certainly is probably easier to play football than it is to play basketball for example in terms of the movements necessary and you know depending on what part of the ankle and how much pain he can tolerate I have not in any way shape or form written off the idea that he could be out there playing on Sunday I mean, remember what well, remember T.O.? Uh, T.O. had a broken leg and a torn ligament. 
and he went out there and he right. played, and he played pretty well. Yeah, but in some in some cases, a broken bone you can actually, from my understanding, I've never had one, but in some cases, a broken bone actually gives you more uh, possibilities and mobility than a high ankle sprain. So anyway, well, good conversation to be had tomorrow for sure. Speaking of the quarterback position, there is a conversation to be had about the 49ers' ability to stop the one they're facing this weekend. We will get into that coming up next. This is Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. So let us all begin. We know the love to win. But I shall hold it. Sit love as you can. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, yeah, you're very kind. You're very kind. Thank you very much. And for those of you watching on YouTube, I am dawning the bright red 49er beanie gifted to me uh, by my lovely daughter, Ella, to celebrate 48. It is a celebration sensation, Dibs. That's it. We're going to give um, you the dollar off. You don't have to pay that buck. It's your I birthday. Love the thank you. Kyle, put me down for a buck for uh, for Mick Willard for his birthday. I got him. Yeah, thank you. That's on me. It's a freebie for you. It's all I got you, though, yeah. Mark. And no. It hit me by surprise this morning. I saw the lovely Christie's Instagram, and I thought, this yep. snake in the grass didn't even give me the heads up. <laughs> I didn't even have a chance to get you a DoorDash gift card or a box of donuts or any, any other t- token anything listen, well listen with uh with many things going on on uh, on the inside of the home that works out well because i didn't even make it into the studio today broadcasting live from my uh daughter's bedroom right yeah. now uh which sounds odd uh but that's what it is she's got the best lighting um and so, uh, so that's where we are today yeah. you look and, great uh, i accept Thank you, and I accept belated gifts, so you're fine, and I'll see you in the morning. Yep, you will, and I don't, so uh, we'll have to catch you next year. <laughs> on the flip side, I don't do okay. belated gifts. Uh, you know, you get, oh. the, you get the one day, today was your day, and you, you gave me no notice, oh. and so uh, so I was unable to... You also uh, know where I live, and there's a lot of hours left in the day, yeah. so get your act together and uh, make it happen. That's true. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to drive I- home... Grab my little almost five-month-old slapper in the car seat. Get a, get the binky in, and I'll drive ninety minutes over just to give you that uh, give you that big bag of nothing. I I, I, I would love. <laughs> I would love, I would love the gift of getting to uh, to to see your daughter in person. That would be amazing. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, we're talking NFC title game. Oh, by the way, the Niners are in it. And Eagles sideline reporter Howard Askin, who's just got a big mouth on him, just a big old mouth. Uh, he joined us earlier to get us started uh, with the flavor, the fever for the flavor. And you can go back and hear the whole thing on the free Odyssey app. A reminder that all guests appear on the Bud Light guest line. Bud Light easy to drink, easy to enjoy, but not easy to defend is Jalen Hurts. So, two things here about Jalen Hurts that uh, let's be honest, a little scary. Uh, Number one, he doesn't turn the ball over. He doesn't turn the ball over where the, the turnover margin is the thing. It's always the thing. It's literally the thing when it comes to an NFL game. And he only threw five picks this year. He did not lose a fumble the entire time. However, he did fumble five times. 
just didn't lose any of them. I think the sack fumble is is the weapon that I really, that's the weapon of choice this weekend if you're a 49er fan. I think they may need to get one of those. You saw the way it changed the game against Seattle a couple of weeks ago when they finally got that sack fumble and Bosa jumped on it. So that's big. But the other thing he is, and this is a tradition with recent 49er defenses, they struggle with these dual threat quarterbacks. And the conversation last week was, does Dak Prescott count as a dual threat quarterback? And I was like, not really. But even he hurt him with his legs a time or two. And uh, Jalen Hurts might well be the best in the game at it. And so this can be a hell of a challenge now for D'Amico Ryans this week. Yeah, and Larry and I talked yesterday. Uh, we were getting really deep into the X's and O's of the uh, the zone read and the mesh point. That's shocking. And yeah, I knew you'd be shocked. He hit me with about five no different way. mesh points. And, uh, oh, Larry, talk to me. And uh, he hit me with, yeah, we, we talked about stacking linebackers. We talked about mesh oh, point. Gosh. It was all happening. But he made a good point in terms of how they they run their zone read and how the Niners have had trouble at times with this offense where the quarterback will hold it in the running back's belly for what seems like an eternity. They'll actually run together as a tandem and then the quarterback will either leave it to Sanders or pull it out himself. And the Niners have at times had trouble against this sort of a run attack. So... It's going to be difficult when you talk about Nick Bosa, who, by the way, has been great against the run in this uh, last four or five games, especially when everyone's talking about, oh, no pressures and no sacks. What's wrong with Nick Bosa? He's been a monster in the run game. He's playing great football, but it's going to come down to alignment and assignment for this defense against a different sort of run game that Philadelphia presents. Yeah, they might need a spy. Uh, they might need a spy in this game because, they, you know, there were a couple times I can think of a very big third down where Dak Prescott got a big rush, but very good at taking that one step up in the pocket. And the next thing you know, he's got nothing but 15 yards of green grass in front of him. You do that with Jalen Hurts. That's the difference. Dak Prescott turns a play like that into a gain of 11 and a first down. Jalen Hurts can turn it into a touchdown. Um, and and so that is that it's it's scary, man. He's hard. He is really hard to guard. But Fred Warner playing the way he did last weekend has got to be kind of the the elixir, the thing that makes you feel better if you're if you're rooting for the 49ers in this one. That was one of the best games I've ever seen a defensive player play. I mean, it was just constant. The stuff that you notice and the stuff that you don't notice. If you go back through and watch the game film on this one, Fred Warner was absolutely dominant, instinctual, just everywhere, all over the field. And then when he would arrive, he would make uh, he would make you feel it. He would make you know that he was there. Like I, I mean, he was. He threw a perfect game as a, as a linebacker last week, and and he may well be the most important one in this one as well because of what you were just talking right. about. Whether it's spiling Jalen Hurts or or making the decision on Jalen and Miles Sanders, that's going to be a big part of whether or not this works on Sunday. I'm more concerned about Jalen Hurts in the true run game than I am with him scrambling outside of a, of a broken pass play situation. I, I think that the 49ers have enough speed at linebacker. If it's Dre Green. Law, Fred Warner, if it, Aziz 
Breeze, Al Shires on the field. They have the speed to match up with Jalen Hurts in terms of him breaking containment and trying to scramble and run. It's the actual straight-up run attack, the zone read, and you know him faking the give and keeping it himself. That's the part of Jalen Hurts' game that scares me the most. He's averaging 50.7 yards a game on the ground. If I put the over-under yep. at 50 and a hook, 50.5 yards rushing, which way do you see this one going for Jalen Hurts? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Um, I actually would, I would take the over. I would take the over, but I wouldn't let that scare you. I would take the over because it's late January. And I know, as Howard said, the weather is supposed to be nice this weekend. But I think when you're going against this 49er defense, you want to drop back and do things in a traditional way. It's not going to work. It's just not going to work. You're not going to score north of 20 points doing that. Uh, not in a real way. I know the Seahawks got to 23, but that was a garbage time touchdown and a blowout and all of that. You're, you're, you're like They've proven it over and over and over again. You're not getting to 24 points if you drop back and play traditional football. So the Eagles, uh, they are uniquely equipped to do it a different way, and they're going to have to. So I, I absolutely expect Jalen Hurts to run a lot in this game, to do a lot of the read option. And the 49ers are going to have to be incredibly disciplined with staying home, staying in their spots, and, and reading things the right way. Yeah, and turnovers are key, as you mentioned before. And I love your idea about the uh, the strip sack fumble. Jalen Hurts is bound to, to cough one up and lose one at some point. The fact that he hasn't lost a fumble all year is remarkable. And he's thrown just uh, the six INTs on the year over the course of 15 games, which is a very small number. Brock Purdy hasn't turned it over either. It feels like if neither the Niners nor the Eagles lose the turnover battle, if it winds up to be a straight wash, I don't like the Niners' chances. I think they actually need to win this turnover really? battle. Yeah, being the road team and uh, against Philadelphia's offense, I'm, I'm concerned about Philadelphia and their ability to turn this into more of a track meet than Dallas could. 
Yeah, see, I, it's a track meet against the Niner defense is still just hard for me to imagine. Even last week when some people were like, yeah, high-scoring offenses, Cowboys and Niners, neither of them got to 20. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a 20-17 to 17 game coming up this weekend, too. All right, is Guru still, was he still wearing Dallas gear yesterday? Or no, is he, back he was to wearing a blue shirt. Now? It was not a Cowboy shirt. Uh, it was a blue shirt. Okay. Today, he's wearing a color that you would not believe. Oh, gosh, I can't wait. Steiny and Gulum. I had a lot of people come up to me over the weekend after this one, and they're just like, look, we love Gulum, but it's going to take me... It's going to take me a minute to get over this, okay? There were a lot of people that were very offended by everything that took place last week. We'll see what he's got for us today. I That's think coming up around the corner. On <laughs> you were right. You were right. The Cowboys were coming to their funeral. Uh, it's Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Okay. Now, back it's to Willard and Dibs. and Dibs on Naughty. Yep, just like he said. That's uh, that's Willard and Dibs. You're right, that was a flag. And you know what? It's my False birthday, start. so I'm not taking the blame for that. Not my fault. Not my fault. Not my fault. Kyle but anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Fire Kyle right But now. anyway. It's actually a perfect, uh, it's a perfect segue because, listen, we love to keep it light. We love to have fun. That's what we do for a living. And my God, are we so lucky to be able to say that. But at the same time, the world throws a lot of stuff at us a lot of the time. Monterey Park, Half Moon Bay, my gosh. Uh, every, everybody is just thinking about all of this. There, there are things in this world right now that are really hard to process. And with that said, uh, we wanted to shout out a very, very special listener, a very, very special, proud 49er fan, Cindy Sebesta Leaf, who right now is in the hospital and in the fight of her life. And Cindy, we just want to tell you that just like the 49ers are strong, so are you. We're thinking about you. You can do this. Cindy suffered an episode, and this is after she lost her 17-year-old daughter to a car accident just last month. I can't even imagine. Um, it, it, it's hard to even get the words out right now at that idea. Um, but this is life, and this is how it unfolds, and we appreciate Cindy uh, and we appreciate the 49ers for inspiring you, Cindy. And as they get ready for the NFC Championship game, you, I know, are going to be a champion of this situation that you're facing. You got this. We're thinking of you. We are sending all of the positive energy your way so that you can pull through this and continue to have an awesome and productive life. Yeah, I appreciate that, Mark. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's rare where... We get the opportunity to reach out and touch people individually with what we do, but knowing that this person is fighting for her life, it, it's powerful. You know, it puts everything in perspective in terms of, oh, it's a must win on Sunday and Brock's legacy and, you know, Jimmy, is he coming back and all the rest of the nonsense, but it definitely does distract us from all of the, the real world, real life misery that is sometimes all around us. 
No joke, no joke. It's a uh, it's it's a lot out there right now, and so you know it's it's a reminder that gets cliched, um, but you know take a deep breath and uh, keep the kindness that some of us only get over the holiday season. Keep sending it out to everybody. Everybody is going through something. Let me tell you from the bottom of my heart uh, that everybody is going through something. Yeah. So, um, Cindy, we are thinking about you today just as much as we think about the 49ers and this matchup and the fun that we have for yeah. instance um with someone like goo who's going to come in here finally wearing something else which i know is a uh it's a site for sore eyes i'm not going to lie to you dibs actually it's a sore site for eyes is what it is today i'll, I'll let you and <laughs> and the other people wait Why? to see exactly what he's rocking i do want to thank the uh the youtube and the twitch feed and the amount of people now that are pouring in and sending well wishes to Cindy, prayers for Cindy, and to have an audience like we have, not only on our show, but our station, from the morning roast all the way through the full weekday parts and the weekend shows and all the rest of it, Joe Spadoni, 5 a.m. and the rest of it, we're lucky to have such great listeners and such a great community. And I encourage you all, get to YouTube now. You're going to see the goo and what he's going with today. The goo looks good, but... <laughs> I'll say this. It's not blue. It's not silver. He's not wearing cowboy colors today. Okay. That's all that anybody wants. So, yeah. and however you, you know, however he expresses himself outside of that, it's okay. You know, I, I'm, I express yourself. Come on. It's the greatest hip hop uh, 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 track of all time in my, in my professional opinion. Um, so anyway, whatever it is, I look forward to seeing that on the way in. It's NWA. Um, but express it's yourself. There, it, absolutely. Willards with Attitude, WWA. Hmm. I like it. Okay. <laughs> All right. How do you... Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. uh, what I was uh, What I was going of course. for. I mean, why, why, you think, why you think I'm wearing the beanie today, man? Yeah. Willards got a little bit of a different attitude today, man, okay? you're pretty street today. You're pretty hard. Hey, man. We beat the damn Cowboys. And yes, I'm going to use the word we because this is our city. This isn't just a football team. This is a we thing, man. This is our city. This is our area. That is that team. And and it, it does not mean I'm going into, well, whatever happens, happens this weekend. You know, bleep that too. But this will, no matter what, that goes down as a very, very memorable weekend. Yeah. And a huge feather in the cap. Like, you've eliminated the Dallas Cowboys from the playoffs two years in a row, once at our place, once at their place. That's tremendous. That is, that, that is a phenomenal achievement, not just from the football sense of it, but the, the emotional sense of it as, as, as well. Like, and I, I think it goes under the file the, of, uh, yeah. of never gets old. You know, much like beating the totally. Lakers, beating the Dodgers, eliminating the Cowboys in the playoffs, you could file that under never gets old. And I told you last week, remember, that the loser of this football game was going to experience a massive setback. And you tell me, did it feel like it? I mean, they lost this game, and now everybody's like, Dak Prescott's not good enough. Zeke Elliott is done. Yeah, he is. What do you do yeah. about Tony Pollard, a free agent with a broken leg? Like, everything about the entire people are talking about McCarthy's job again. Everything about the whole organization comes into question because it's not just that you fell short of the Super Bowl, but you literally now feel like you've got a team out there in the NFC that's got you under their thumb. And they do. 
Yeah. And they do, and they're paying their quarterback less than a million dollars for the next two years. And I still think that the fallout the other way, if the Niners would have lost, the fallout wouldn't have been nearly as dramatic as the fallout is with the Cowboys because of all the things you laid out. There's no question at quarterback here. He's on a rookie deal. His backup is also on a rookie deal. You're set at quarterback for the next couple of years for sure. Your roster is coming back mostly comprised. Your coach is not on any sort of a hot seat. And you have your, your running back, Christian McCaffrey. He's under contract. You've got your prime weapons under contract. Nick is going to get paid. All those things, if the Niners would have lost, and if the Niners happen to lose this game or the game after that, there's not going to be any teardown here in San Francisco. So I think that the, the game meant a lot more long-term for Dallas than it did San Francisco, and you are starting to see some of that fallout now. I agree with that. I agree with that. However, here's the other side of the coin, and this is a fact. Like, the teams that now get to this weekend, there are four of them, and each of them has a little bit of a different vibe around what's going on because these opportunities, as we've learned, everybody's learned, you cannot count on them. You can't count on them ever happening again. Dan Marino wins the, loses the Super Bowl as a rookie. Oh, gosh, he's going to be back just over and over again. Nope, he's not. You know, like I watched Trevor Lawrence when the Jacksonville Jaguars lost that game in Kansas City, which, quite frankly, they really had an opportunity to win, and they didn't. And I watched Trevor go into the tunnel at Arrowhead, and when he got there and he was out of sight of the fans, he turned around, and he welcomed each teammate Come through. Big hugs. Big smiles. Great season. Great job. And they're right. They're set up for future success. But also, it felt like he was handing out oranges after an AYSO game. Like, dude, you, you, you do not know when you're going to get back. So it's great that the 49ers beat the Cowboys. It's great that the 49ers are in the NFC title game yet again. But they're going to they're gonna have to roll one of these into the hole. And yeah. they, they, you're going to have to do it sometime soon. No doubt. I mean, it, it's great that you're here third time in four years, conference championship game appearance, and you've been to one Super Bowl, third conference title game. If you end up going one and two in conference title games at the end of this weekend, no one's going to look to throw Shanahan out, run him out. He's not going to be labeled as anything other than one of the great coaches in the NFL. But as you get further down this road, like you said, nothing's promised, nothing's guaranteed. Dan Marino's a great comp in terms of quarterbacks. He went 8-10 and 10 as a playoff quarterback. And after that run to the Super Bowl, he, only, he never won two games in a single playoff Again, and I know they played fewer games back then, and uh, you know three wins a lot of times would win the Super Bowl, but he obviously never got back to a Super Bowl and never got one. So this might be Kyle Shanahan's final conference championship game appearance as a head coach. I wouldn't bet on it, but nothing is promised as far as the future goes. Having been to three of these in four years is a great thing, but you're right, Mark. At some point, you got to close the show. you got to get the win. And they're in a pretty good position this time. Two-and-a-half-point dogs at Philly. If you beat Philadelphia and you go to the Super Bowl, you're not going to be more than three-and-a-half-point dogs, if that, against either one of those yeah, teams. Might be, you might be the favorite, you know to be saying, honest though? with you. I mean, There's a lot of different... Yeah, you absolutely. You were much more of a dog absolutely. against Kansas City, I think, in that spot. And, uh, you know, in terms... Like, last year was a yeah, great, a great yeah, opportunity yeah. against the Rams. 
Right, but it, like if the if Mahomes is even playing, which well we won't know. Speaking of which, the road to Glendale is brought to you by Merrill West Credit Union. Working for you today, tomorrow, together. Also, you're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM. HC1 San Francisco, always live on the Odyssey app. It is Steiny and Guru time. And yes, oh my gosh, yes. Oh, yeah. Like a warm shower to see Guru wearing salmon is like literally <laughs> the moment I've been waiting for oh, yeah. for weeks now. Just fold all that Dallas Cowboy gear oh, up, put, put it in a crate under the bed until next year. Uh, I welcome back yeah. Salmon Guru. Oh, man. That's <laughs> tiny, too, of course. Well, Hello, I, gentlemen. Uh, hey, hey. Ha- I missed you. We missed you yesterday. So if I'm going to go yep, DVR and rewind. I was following you Sunday, and you said, you tweeted, this game is stressful. Now, I'm on record as saying it was going to be a funeral. Yeah. I didn't give Dallas a chance. But, Willard, I've watched it again. I'm a, I am love punishment. But how great of a game was that, though? It was a, It's everything it was, you want. It was fantastic. It was just one of those that grabbed your heart and squeezed it for, for, for three full hours. And it, it is uh, what you want. When you get to these weekends, in the end, provided that your favorite team wins, but what you want is for it to feel like a heavyweight fight. And I'll be honest with you, it was the only game of the weekend that achieved that. Wow! Like, Jacksonville was nice. The Mahomes injury factored in. But Kansas City was going to win that game, and they did. And then the Eagles game was ridiculous. The Bills were a total no-show no disappointment. Show. And then, right, and then, and then we got we got the nightcap on Sunday, and it was the only thing that the weekend really offered any of us. It was a great game. It was a great game, absolutely great game. And I was telling Guru yesterday that <laughs> here's where it's I don't know if it's good or bad not to be a fan of a specific team because I don't have to be Guru and be in pain, but I don't get to be Willard and be a uh, sky high. Yeah, but. I do appreciate a great game, and that was a great game, regardless of how it would have played out. You know, what once three and a half quarters were in the bank, and you just saw how hard they were playing and how hard they were hitting. I got to say something, Dibs. You surprised me about the fallout. Let's just, because we're grown adults. Right, right. They're going to win. They're going to lose. And Willard, I learned this from doing uh, radio with Steiny. We went Frazier Ali about Andy Reid. And I kind of ignored his greatness. The NFC Championships, four of them with Philly, not getting over the top. And I was like, he's Peyton Manning. He's got to get that ring. But Kyle's so young. Yeah. On his quest and journey, but you can't ignore that he's getting close. And again, we talk about tomorrow not being promised. The Cubs, and it looks promising, and then you fall off. But I, I'm I'm not going to be that guy that says, well, damn, he's gotten close. He can't get it done because the future does look promising. It does. I mean, you can't say that he can't get it done until he doesn't get it done. Like Marv Levy, you look at his career in Buffalo. Wow. He didn't get it done, and this is no indictment on Marv Levy. He was a great coach. He, he's a great man, but they made it to four Super Bowls, and they didn't win any of them. It doesn't mean that he's any less of a coach than if Scott Norwood would have made that kick. And by the way, Scott Norwood was an amazing kicker who just had a miss, and it happens. But if Norwood makes that kick, we think differently about Marv Levy because he would have a Super Bowl. And that's where we as fans and we in the media a lot of times – we draw these lines unfairly where, you know, if Kyle Shanahan 
doesn't win the Super Bowl this year. Now he's been to three conference title games in four years, but he hasn't won a Super Bowl. We think differently of him than if he would have won the game. A lot of times that's unfair. This is where I I, I, yeah. I, I complete this. This is one of my pet peeves right here. And it's, okay, Kyle Shanahan is 43 years old. And I got, you know, knock wood, he's going to coach pretty much as long as he wants, if not here somewhere else. And it, to start to, like, use a guy, I, I, this is what I think is, you're using, your, you're using his success against him. That's what bothers me. He goes to the Super Bowl and even loses again. Like, hey, how long before we start saying Kyle can't win the big one? Me? I don't know, about 10 more years, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, how long did we do it for Andy Reid? And even when Andy Reid was doing it, I was like, I don't think he's a choker. It's just a, That's the way things right. have worked out. How many coaches have won a Super Bowl? What is this year? Six or seven for Shani? Seven, I I'll believe. bet you most... Super Bowl winning quarterbacks coaches, it came after their seventh year as a head coach somewhere. So I, I don't know. It's just, and it doesn't mean you can't criticize Shanahan. It doesn't mean you can't say, huh, I maybe would have been more aggressive at the end of the first day. Look, it's just not, it's just not right. I, he's obviously a hell of a coach. And if he wins it or loses it this year, I, I don't know. It's not an indictment on him. <laughs> No, I, I I'm really with you because in, and I know that I'm I'm a little bit of a weird fan sometimes in this way that I would take the coach who who dances every year rather than the one that gets one flash in the pan and gets all the way to the end and wins a title and then stinks every other year. Like if the Rams now do go on a five year run of 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 futility, like give me give me the team that's there with a shot every single year. Like Steiny, what you just said, that comes up in the LeBron, the stupid old LeBron MJ debate all the time. Right. Where they hold it against LeBron because his playoff losses came at a later date. <laughs> exactly. Then Michael Jordan says like he never lost <laughs> in the finals. <laughs> right, but he, that means he lost in the first and second round a bunch of times. Uh, LeBron loses in the finals and we're like, oh, you choke artist. It's like, no, he goes to the finals every year. So I, I like, man, preach to the choir on that one because you are absolutely right that Kyle Shanahan's success is getting used against him in some of these conversations and it will right. again if he loses one of these next two no, games. No, and it will again because he's keeping the job. And just as Steiny was laying that out, and you're right, Steiny, in terms of, if I threw out names randomly like Tom Cable, Marty Morningweg, Jim Schwartz, uh, Chip Kelly, these are all coaches I'm who... I'm going the other way. They're all coaches <laughs> who have coached, but they don't coach that long because they're not that good. <laughs> they don't keep the gig. So Kyle Shanahan gets put into a bucket of coaches who have been to X amount of title games without winning them. Because he's good enough to keep his job. And so it becomes a double-edged sword exactly. that way where the fact that the guy is good enough to keep coaching and he's good enough to have his team in the mix is somehow held against yeah, him. Yeah, and I'm, I, listen, if you want to say, if Kyle Shanahan loses to the Eagles, uh, it'll be the 49ers who lose to the Eagles, but if he loses to the Eagles and you're going to be one of the, uh-oh, uh-oh, and then, of course, you can lump in the Atlanta Super Bowl as an offensive coordinator. Like, you can do that, but I, I just... I, I got to take a step back and say, this guy's going to, this guy is a hell of a coach. Yeah. And I thought he should have been coach of the we, year. We got to give, give him more. T like, I'd like to know, okay, Don Shula, was he, he coached the Colts that year that they won it? 
Remember Don Shula was with Baltimore? Uh, yes. I, I guess what I'm, what I'm saying is, when did Miami win it when Don Shula was there? But it wasn't his rookie year. Like, what about Chuck Knoll? How long was he there before Pittsburgh started to roll? Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, we're too much prisoners of the I, I believe you, and if like, Kyle was to oh, my left, Willard, yeah. I, would tell, I would tell Kyle, hey, that man Steiny over there, this ain't facade. He, he was really almost off your wagon when you were three and five, and it looked like the season was getting away from you. So you proved it to him. So him giving you those kudos, Willard, is real. You, you're right. Remember, wow. you're like, dude, this could have went <laughs> yeah. left. Mm. And we it would have been okay yeah. to, to ask questions. Things change. It's, um, it, it, it's almost true about every sports success story that we know. It's almost true about all of them. There are exceptions, and Bill Walsh is one of them, where it just didn't take very long. But every great coach, I, you could do this with Belichick. You don't become great <laughs> until you become great. And that does you don't just walk in fired. and do yeah. this, right? I, I, you don't just walk in and do this. So it's kind of a, it's a thing that we do. We do it in golf. He's the best one to never win a major. Yeah. And then he wins a major and we're like, oh, now he gets to, right, he can walk on water for the rest of his life. If Fowler broke through and won one, we would forget exactly. that whole conversation. So Mickelson uh, had that going to be the same for a thing. while, right? And Absolutely. Yeah. For a long time. For a long time. And so Shanahan's going to get there. He's a phenomenal coach. And I'm with you. Any criticisms need to be limited to, I didn't like that play. I didn't like what we did there. But but the view from 10,000 feet, 49er fans, is that you got one of the best coaches mm. in the game. But we're going to look at this Sunday's game. Say, not it, say I'm 10, sorry, feet. sir. <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt you, Jim, but uh, we're going to look at Sunday's game from uh, about an inch away. He doesn't get the benefit on Sunday of the 10,000-foot view. Nobody does conference championship weekend. So if Kyle happens to be conservative, turtle up, or, you know, make these sort of coaching turtle. mistakes, yeah. you know, yurtle the turtle, but, then he will yeah. be criticized. Yeah. But like the, okay, at the end of the half. The, there you go. Something when like I, that happens. But, but when I, okay, I'm watching it in real time and I'm thinking, I don't like it. Um, and I, I, I just didn't like it. And people were losing their mind. It, and yeah. I thought they got a break with the one second or, you know, fortunate. Okay, then he explains it in the, in the post game. And I, I, you know, at that point you got to go. All right, I see it. I, I see, like, he he wants to bleed. He wants to bleed as yeah. much as possible and then get up. Once he's up against it, then we're going to go because then we have nothing to lose on the other side if we don't come through. I get all that. I still would have liked to have seen him be a little more aggressive, but that's, like, that's a small thing because it's not like he wasn't over on the sidelines blowing 25 seconds saying, I don't even know we're blowing 25 seconds. Right. You know what I mean? He knew what he was trying to do. L let me ask you three this. So I wouldn't want... Uh, Tony Pollard went down. That was their playmaker. I don't understand why Kellen Moore didn't use Dak and his legs more when they had success. So with that, Steiny brought it up, and a lot of people are talking about the Niners' defense has problems with RPO quarterbacks. And I'm wondering... Is that on your mind? Like, is is that something that Jalen hurts when you hear that? Like, because there was one play. I watched it again last night. I love the punishment. Dak kept it. Bosa came crashing down, and Dak almost scored. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. that's my, That might be part of the reason they do have trouble with those type quarterbacks. What, what say you three? 
Well, yeah. First of all, yes, it, it it concerns me for sure. But the other side to it is, I think with Jalen Hurts, you game plan for it more than you do with Dak. Uh, Dak can move. Jalen makes it literally a part of every game, Jordan. and it's and it's there on every play, right? Like this is if you're if you're facing Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen, you go into those games going, okay, this is something we got to stop. If you're going in against Dak Prescott, you're kind of like, eh, let's try to be ready for this. They might do that. So my hope is that the 49ers are aware of it and have some sort of a plan for it that works. Uh, but but saying it is so much easier than doing it, man. Like he's 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 the best running quarterback in the game, not mm. named Lamar Jackson. Yeah, my feeling on that is uh, I'll I'll make a little basketball analogy. So Chris Mullen, great player, right? Molly, he, he always used to say, but what always gave him trouble was length on defense. Length. Well, guess what? Length gives everybody <laughs> trouble. Length and quickness. And that's kind of the way I feel about running quarterbacks. They're different. So they're going to give certain te- they're, they're going to give everybody problems. Some people can ha- some teams can handle it a little bit better than others. I don't I don't know if the 49ers have a running quarterback problem any more than any other team. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see what happens Sunday. Yeah, two different kinds of running quarterback. There's the scrambling, athletic, make plays with my own legs quarterback, and then there's the zone read, RPO, designed run. I would hate it if I was a quarterback. Absolutely. Exactly. And I think that's what you're going to see from Jalen Hurts is the second one. Yes, exactly. No doubt. He's more that, like, Lamar Jackson is more, I'm going to do things with my own legs. They do run some zone RPO, but Lamar Jackson is a threat when he has the ball. Michael Vick, same way. When he's got the ball. (laughs) Colin Kaepernick was a little bit of both. Jalen Hurts, they're going to run a lot of the zone read, trying to get the 49ers ends to commit to the running back, and he'll be able to pull it, and he's fast enough to get to the outside. Wow. So they want to get Bosa over pursuing. Yeah. Yeah, and he's been great on the run. And, uh, you know, on the other side, it's going to be a similar thing with the the defensive ends. And the best part about this for the Niners is their linebackers all run very fast. So... You got makeup speed yeah. in your linebackers. Nice. Real nice. Willie, how you doing, buddy? Hi, boys. I'm uh, I'm hanging in and I am uh, I'm excited to get back in uh, in your, your personal baby. presence oh, yeah. tomorrow. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate you guys. All right. Here we go. Steiny and Goo coming up next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 